Be gentle with your human. It is Mercury retrograde. This episode will be dedicated to a powerful time that is given to us three times a year. Welcome to Wisdom Podcast with me, Katarina Satori. Every time I record a new podcast, I'm so tempted to say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that it's been weeks, weeks since I recorded an episode, but I'm just going to let this go. I'm going to let this go. I'm going to say it's so good to be with you again. And I wanted to record an audio because then you, you know, you can come back to this episode every Mercury retrograde until you don't feel like you need this reminder. I need this reminder every Mercury retrograde because this is the time that for three weeks, three times a year, we're given an opportunity to review, to reassess, to ask ourselves, what is working in our life? What is not working in our life? This is not a time to blaze all guns forward. I think that's the American expression that I learned here. <laughs> this is not the time to have like, you know, to fire up on all cylinders with your creative energy. I mean, you can do it, of course, nobody's going to stop you. But what I'm finding, if we go against the current and astrological knowledge gives us, gives us clues what kind of energy is moving through the cosmos, right? And truly the astral, astral world, what kind of energy is moving through invisible spirit world that is in so many ways way, way more real than this physical universe, right? So when we begin to pay attention to the invisible currents of energy that is moving through the universe, we begin to get curious about such topic as Mercury retrograde. And what it is, it's a time for review. I actually learned to enjoy this time, right? A lot of times people, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes people, when they learn about Mercury retrograde, they see it from the negative lenses. Like, oh my gosh, tech, it's going to be, you know, broken communication, difficulty with technology, things will not go as you planned. I mean, we can focus on that and what we focus on expands. I'd like to bring a different perspective and the perspective is I'm going to focus on this time as an opportunity, as a great opportunity to review what matters to me, to reconnect with my top values. Because, you know, we grow, nothing is static. We grow, we change what used to be valuable and important and um, like our top value will change through time because we change. So when I go through Mercury Retrograde, and um, I need this reminder for the next three weeks, change your pace, find the rhythm that is sustainable for you. Because once the Mercury retrograde is over, we're going to experience a different energy and a different rhythm and a different sense of momentum. And what Mercury retrograde gives us is an opportunity to slow down, which is a really challenging lesson. If you live in the Western world, this lesson is not an easy to embody. We can think about it. We can talk about it. We can contemplate about it, but truly embody a rhythm that is nourishing to you, 
right? That still is dynamic and it's nourishing to you, right? What is that for you? That's the questions that Mercury Retrograde gives us. Find a rhythm that sustains, that nourishes you, that makes you appreciate simple things in life. And then Mercury Retrograde, um, how do you bring that energy? How can it help you look at your business? Since I often share topics that relate to the arena of, of entrepreneurship I listen to the messages of Mercury Retrograde because that energy opens my eyes to the places of inefficiency in my business, to the structures that don't feel supportive anymore, to the ways that I conduct my business that used to be supportive for me, but doesn't bring me joy anymore, right? So for example, I'll give you a very specific example. I just paused a project that my team and I have been working on for the last two, two to three months. And the moment this Mercury retrograde came, I felt a huge, um, a sense of unease, unease, right? And when I I know that energy of unease, it's my intuition, the voice of my soul that gives me, this is not the time to bring this this project forward. And I know that energy, it's very different from the energy of procrastination or creative resistance, right? When creative resistance shows up, it's it's something that I know that I get to accept that energy and move forward, even though I feel the creative resistance, right? It's uh, every time I, I go through a plateau and I'm creating this new breakthrough, the creative resistance shows up and I listen to it as a sign, keep going forward. An energy of unease is very different vibrationally, right? And for me, I feel the unease is like this, this, it feels like something is off, timing is off, Uh, this is not the project that I get to bring first, something more relevant that gets to go first, a different project, or my soul is asking me to create space for a much deeper work for a much deeper project, for a much braver project, right? And, you know, it's not always easy for my ego mind to call my team and to say, hey, we're going to pause the project we'll be working on for the last three months. It's not meant to come out right now. But this is the gift of the Mercury retrograde. When we slow down and take rest and be gentle with our human self, and take the food of the gas, right? And just sit for, for a minute or two with our life. And you say, the project that I was excited about three months ago, am I still into it? Am I still seeing it as the biggest growth project, as the biggest opportunity to serve my community? Or it's not relevant anymore because everything is changing so rapid, so fast 
And I want to be an attuned instrument in the hands of spirit. And since my business is an extension of that devotion, I only bring forth what I'm deeply guided by, right? So that's what I've been going through. And the same thing, you know, the same thing was um, truly deepening that devotion, only bringing forth the projects that inspire the deepest amount of joy the deepest amount of excitement and have that growth edge that I desire. So this is the gift of Mercury retrograde, but let's go back to being gentle with your human. I just had this uh, insight a few days ago that I'm finally, I'm finally enjoying this human experience it's not been easy for me to be human this lifetime. Like many starseeds and many light workers, I feel at home in the stars. And I remember my past lives, well, parallel lifetimes, and they all in different star systems. Some of my past lives are from Arcturus, Orion, Sirius, Pleiades, and many other civilizations. And I remember those origins, just as I remember my lifetimes in Lemuria and in Atlantis. So to merge with a human incarnation took a bit of patience, let's just say that, and to really value human experience, to really value, wow, this is an incredible adventure. And there are certain limitations of experiencing yourself through a human vehicle. Those limitations are real, like a limitations of having a physical body that goes through a fatigue, goes through sensory overload, goes through a human loneliness, goes through a disillusionment, disappointment, experiencing certain level of activation of wounds that have been experienced in your childhood. My galactic self doesn't experience the impact of those of those things that I just listed as my human self. So my friend, if you're listening to this, if you can relate, uh, if being in the human body has not been easy for you, I want you to know that you are not alone. It's been quite a journey for me as well. And I just, you know, I just entered my decade of 40 the 40 rounds around the sun. And gosh, I love this decade. I love this decade. So if <laughs> maybe you're just approaching this decade, maybe you're in your 50s, maybe you're in your 60s, since I have a very diverse community of beings who are, who resonate with this term of being an old soul, being an ancient time traveler, the light worker, the light beamer. And we are, you know, we're in a different biological age, but one thing that we have in common is, you know, the maturation of consciousness. And what I love about being in this decade of 40s is this sense of self-acceptance. You know, I, I couldn't reach that level of genuine self-acceptance in my 30s. I was still really caught up in the energy of striving and the energy of ambition and the energy of trying to prove 
uh, prove to the world, prove to my parents, prove to myself. And, um, and it was a deep discomfort of being human. Deep, deep discomfort. And what it looked like? Sudden waves of melancholy. Sudden waves of existential sadness. Like nothing is right with this world and I just feel hopeless and pessimistic and sad for myself, for humanity, right? So what I didn't understand then what I see now, those experiences like sudden waves of melancholy or sadness or depression or just feeling low emotionally, those are normal waves of living in a human body. It, especially when you remember yourself as a multidimensional human, as a multidimensional being, as, when you remember your cosmic self, when you touch to your cosmic avatar self, those feelings, how do you how do you bring that remembrance and how do you embody your full, full human self? This could take some time. You know, this is the process of integration that could take some time and it could feel uncomfortable at times, many times. So we recently went through a lunar eclipse um, in the sign of Scorpio, which is in the sign of our past karma. And this was not an easy passage for a lot of light leaders, for a lot of light workers and people who hold space and nourish others. And, you know, who have this assignment to be the way, way showers for others, not from the place of ego, not from the place of, we know better, we know the way, but it's just from the place of willingness, willingness to keep your light on. I think to me, that's the true definition of the way shower. You are willing to keep your light on like a lighthouse for others, right? Even if your lighthouse is being, <laughs> being covered by the oceanic storms and waves, and it would be so much easier for you to turn your light off, you choose to keep your light on. That's to me a definition of the way shower. So this last eclipse has not been easy for a lot of people. And what I'm here to share with you, you know, being gentle with your human has been a message for me. Really trusting that process and giving yourself, you know, like every Mercury retrograde. Can you give yourself fun as a part of your self-care? Just a couple of days ago, I went to... I went to Universal Studios, which is just an hour drive from my home here in California. And I went with my fun partner, my friend Nada. <laughs> we are huge Harry Potter fans. Like I just started watching entire Harry Potter series last night from the very beginning. And I see it from a completely new eyes, you know, completely new eyes because I live a magical life. I look at this reality through mythic eyes. So miracles is a normal occurrence in my life. Synchronicity, miracles, calling in, everything that you desire to manifest, creating everything from within. So I called in Nara to my life to help me activate those play codes, those childlike fun codes 
that's sometimes not easy for me to activate on my own. So we went to Harry Potter and it was so magical because, you know, we had our magical crystals, we set our intentions, we pay attention to every single sign on the way from the license plates that were giving us specific messages to each person who greeted us. Like, for example, we drove into the parking lot and the person who was assigning parking, his name was Angel. And, you know, we could easily disregard that. Oh, it's so cute. His name is Angel. But Nada and I took everything as a communication from the universe. I'm like, oh my gosh, we are greeted by an angel in the world of magic. Here we are, Hogwarts. So we were paying to every single sign and there were so many synchronicities, so many messages because we chose to interact with our reality from the place of magic, from the place of possibilities. And it was deeply healing for my inner child to, to go and simply have fun. And, you know, it took me quite a few years to anchor a very solid self-care in my life. If you met me, if you met me six years ago, seven years ago, I was very unbalanced entrepreneur. I was an entrepreneur with a strong vision, a big why, and a relentless focus to create my reality. Because, you know, many times I share this journey that my turning point was realization that nobody is coming to save me. If I want a different reality, I get to create it. Not a perfect soulmate, not a perfect mentor. Nobody's going to discover my genius, even though I'm realizing, wow, I do have something unique to offer. But there was this part of me, and it's this, it's this part of part of the orphan inner child that wanted and yearned to be rescued. And when I realized that part was holding back from me stepping into my deepest, most authentic power, I made a choice to stop waiting and start creating. And I threw myself in this relentless focus. And I took the most amount of risks I decided to develop the skills that were most difficult for me to develop, the high-level business skills that brought up all of my insecurities, that brought all of my creative resistance, right? And I decided to stay through the process and to see it through and to develop myself into a talented, highly performing, successful entrepreneur. Well, in this process, what I didn't have, I didn't have a self-care anchored. So I would work myself to exhaustion and I, you know, in order for me to change my state, I used to numb, you know, whether it's through having too many glasses of wine or watching Netflix, you know, like a binge watching or, um, you know, leaning into cannabis, whatever, or having, you know, having these numbing behaviors, because when we are undernourished, and we force our body and mind to produce on accelerated stage, it's a way, it's only a matter of time when we begin to numb, because the inner child within us, 
needs that nourishment. If we don't give ourselves that sense of nourishment, the inner child within us will start to rebel. And how do you see your inner child rebelling is you find yourself using numbing behaviors or self-sabotage, right? So, okay, here I am in 20 minutes of this transmission, but I want to keep going that it was a gradual process for me learning that when I learn how to nourish myself and what is it, what are the things that nourish me? So I've learned that massage, a weekly massage, it's something that deeply nourishes me. When I give myself a weekly massage, I don't have a desire to numb out because I feel nourished. The same thing with floating tanks. When I give myself an experience of a floating tank, I go into the experience of the stillness and bliss and total sensory reset, right? And again, I don't have a desire or craving to numb because I know how to nourish myself. So you see all of these experiences, uh, you learn you learn that. You learn that nourishing, you learn to nourish yourself, you learn that self-care is very powerful. And that was a whole chapter where I was learning that I will actually reach new levels of mastery so much faster when and and will able to sustain those level of mastery when I have a very strong self-care in place. So this next piece that dropped in just a few days ago about fun, fun being as a part of my self-care. And you know, I didn't I didn't really anchor that piece. I didn't see that piece. That fun, having fun is a part of my self-care. So you know, going to Harry Potter World with my friend uh, Nada and and jumping on those rides, like they have this incredible mummy ride that takes you into ancient Egypt, and there's these figures, and you know, and you go in this roller coaster, and it's really fun. You know, like your stomach will go up and down. It's so fun, and going to the Harry Potter World and just being a kid again, you know, I think that's the reason I love Burning Man so much. I've been to the Burning Man five times. And if you don't know what Burning Man is, it is a playground for adults. Uh, Every year for a week at a time, people go to to the desert lake and they build a city. They bring their art projects and they build a city that is designed to, um, to show what's possible when humanity, humanity is rooted on a different kind of values, on the values of giving and instead of values of consumerism, right? So I've been to Burning Man five times. And what I loved about it is that for one week, one week during the Burning Man, I felt so liberated and so free because there were no schedules. There is no cell phone reception. There is no internet. And all there is, there is magic synchronicity and so many magical people and you can have fun for entire week. So what I've learned going to the Universal Studios and being with Harry Potter is that I don't need to go to burn. I need to wait for the Burning Man. I can create the states of being that I've experienced at Burning Man or Universal Studio. 
by valuing fun as a part of my self-care. Wow. I know this episode was a free flow. Like, look, my podcast is designed to be in the form of a conversation. So if you and I had uh, cacao together, right, or a green juice together, this is a type of a conversation I would have with you. And um, the messages that come through, you know, this is this is what's this is what feels authentic for me to share. I never want you to get a picture that you know I always have it together. Nobody that you resonate, that you are inspired to listen to their podcast, nobody has it all together all the time. You know, there are days where I feel like a total sacred mess. A couple of days ago, I, I had this moment and experience of feeling like I'm, I've lost passion for my work. It was actually very intense for me to feel that feeling. And I understand it was just a passing feeling, but it was really difficult for me to feel it because I am on fire for my work, like 24-7. My, my work is my soul calling that I've been searching for for 10 years So to have a feeling that I've lost passion for my work was a momentary experience. And what I've realized, you know, it passes, everything passes. And when we allow ourselves to feel these conflicting human feelings, they pass through us. Maybe it was a collective feeling. Maybe it wasn't even my feeling, right? Maybe it was somebody else's feeling that I was around who lost passion for their work and me being an empath. I picked it up. I ran it through my body. Today, I feel more on fire about my calling than I've ever felt in months. So you see, it's, it's being gentle with your human has been the message for this podcast. How can we learn? to be more gentle with our human, especially when we remember our cosmic self, especially that when we remember that we have lives on other star systems, in other incarnations, especially when we remember that we do have something unique to offer, that our voice matters now more than ever. How can we be gentle with our human, especially when we know that we're going through a soul ascension, that this incarnation is unique because we're here to remember who we are. We're here to activate our immortality code. We're here to go through the portal of death, fully awakened, fully conscious. We're here to live fully and we're ready to die any moment, right? That's the path of initiation. That's the path of awakening and ascension. So when you are in a full remembrance that this life really matters, not only for yourself, but for the fulfillment of your galactic assignment. How can you be gentle with a human? How can you be gentle with your human? Let's ground this conversation. Do you value fun as a part of your self-care? When was the last time you allowed yourself to be a kid? When was the last time you completely lost track of time and felt a sense of wonder. Like today, I am going to take my inner child for a painting class. We're going to paint some ocean waves and drink red wine and have a great time, right? That's my Saturday night plans with an incredible companion of mine that we're going to go and have that adventure. 
right? I continue this theme of fun. It's so nourishing. I love it. So I wanted to leave you with that. Be gentle with your human. Um, Give yourself permission to review things in your business, structure, support, uh, the way you deliver your work, the way you serve your community. Does it still feel effective for you? Do you still feel a sense of excitement? Do you still feel a sense of joy there? Or are you being called to let go of some of it and to burn something down, right? To destroy some structures so you can you can build something new. Mercury retrograde is the time to review. It's the time to say what is working, what is not working, where is my joy? How can I be gentle with my with my human self? And what would happen if I began to value fun? as a part of my self-care. This was Katarina Satori. I am so excited to be with you. And um, thank you so much for joining me and being here, being present through this very spontaneous, multidimensional conversation. (laughs) I am so excited. I can let you see the range of my soul. And thank you so much for joining and being here. I will see you next time. Thank you for spending this time with me. If you'd like to visit my virtual home, it's easy to find www.katarinasatori.com. I offer a variety of online programs from business mastery to mystical brilliance, as well as live events and private one-on-one mentorship. Reach out, leave me a review, submit a question for the podcast, and until then, Remember that you are so loved, so held, and so seen by the great spirit who is the mother to us all.